everyone. Welcome back to episode 6 of Sisters Coffee Talk. Sipping and spilling coffee since 2020. I am Angel. And I am Donna. And today we're going to talk about climate change part 2. Yay! Continuation from episode 5. In this episode, we're going to talk about uh, solutions by international means or by other countries uh, uh, means and our national and our national effort yeah because like everyone knows right because um climate change is happening everywhere so it doesn't only require national effort but also like international effort yes the effects of individual effort Mm. (laughs) all right so let's get started this episode is very scientific uh, I okay. You know, disclaimer. Uh, I did a research, but I only did one hour research of it, which is an hour before we record this episode. So, if you find any uh factual data that is not correct, you can just tell us because I feel uh this research <laughs> is not good. <laughs> because I tell you, the sources all from BBC. They're not National Geographic. Okay, there's no Wikipedia, but you get my idea. And some random website. And uh, maybe some uh and wait I forgot uh and then apa ya I think I get one information from the UN website itself and my textbook and yeah and her textbook <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's get started uh for international effort we have obviously the UN and first is the Uni- United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. Uh, this is produced by Climate Change UN FCCC, 3C, C as a first step in addressing the climate change problem. Uh, today, it has near universal membership, uh, and it has an 197 country ratified the convention, uh, which was also the party of the convention. Wow. Ultimate, yeah, so the ultimate aim of this convention is to prevent dangerous human interference with the climate change system. So yeah, and the second one is Kyoto Protocol, which is quite also uh, quite famous. Uh, I think Angel knows about this. Yeah, you wanna go? So basically, the Kyoto Protocol is an agreement linked to the UNFCCC, which is um set by Donna just now, which is an international convention set up with the goal of reducing the levels of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. So it was first drawn up in Kyoto, obviously from the name, like, you know, it's from Kyoto, Japan, on 11 December 1997. But then it only came into force on 16 February 2005. So um, various targets in this protocol were set to reduce greenhouse gas emission rate. Um, and depending on the ability of each country, these countries have additional responsibilities such as um, helping less developed countries reduce their greenhouse gas emissions by providing them with funds. Because as you know, like um, to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, it requires a lot of money. So um, this protocol allows uh, countries that are like more developed to help those that are less developed and um, those countries who cannot uh, afford to, yeah, what do you say, implement, yeah, like that. <laughs> And then, um, the successes and limitations also made. Let's just cut this one out. Successes and limitations, you got. 
Ah, enggak usah, enggak usah. The third one, uh, which is Paris Agreement. This is a very, very famous one. Uh, at the 21st conference of the party in Paris in 2015, parties to the UNFCCC, which is very popular in this podcast because we've been keep say- we saying we are saying this for three times now. Yeah. <laughs> we a landmark agreement to combat climate change and to ac- accelerate and intensify the action and investment needed for a sustainable, low carbon future. It brings all nations into common cause to undertake ambitious effort to combat climate change and adapt to its effects with enhanced support to assist developing countries and to do so. As such, it's chart a new course in a global climate effort. So, uh, the Paris Agreement's central aim is to strengthen the global response to the threat of climate change by keeping the global temperature rise this century well below 2 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels and to pursue effort to limit the temperature increase even further to 1.5 degrees Celsius. So, uh, they're level of that it's 1.5 degrees celsius is their target bigger than a uh, lower than 1.5 degrees celsius you are already amazing uh if you yeah. are above it basically you if you're slightly above it you're okay lah but then if you're already like above above like 4 to 5 percent i think they are disappointed at you they're not mad oh. they're disappointed <laughs> so A fun fact about this uh, agreement is on Earth Day 20, 22 April 2016, 175 world leaders signed the Paris Agreement at the United Nations headquarters in New York. So this is by far the largest number of countries ever signed into international agreement on this day. Uh, right now, I think there is 186 countries that have ratified the Paris Agreement. But despite this agreement, The global emission increased 1.7% in 2007 and further 2.7% in 2018. So technically it it is kind of um it's kind of limited lah. Yeah, it's limited lah. Uh so the last four years have been the hottest on record on with 2019 on the track to make it five. But analysts suggest that the fast action now can reduce carbon emission within 12 years and hold global increase below 2 degrees Celsius and perhaps 1.5. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And the next one, which is Climate Action Summit in 2019. So, this is more like a discussion-based and discussion and encouragement-based summit. So, in 2013, September 2019, Secretary General Antonio Guterres, I'm so sorry if I butcher his name. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot speak Spanish. <laughs> I know three languages, but none of them is Spanish. So Oops. yeah, convert, uh, uh, encourage uh, world leader of world leader of governments, the private sector, and civil society together to support the multilateral process 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 and to increase the acceleration climate action and ambition so this summit focus on the key sector which is uh, an action to make a difference in heavy industry nature-based solutions cities energy resilience and climate finance so world leaders supposed to report what they're doing and what they intend to do uh, at, for the for climate change so yeah 
I think it's also important to talk about the limitations of the protocols, right? Because yeah. like, we just talk about um, what well, it's helped people, but what about its effects, like its effect- effectiveness in real life? I feel like uh, this is, okay, now this is not uh, factual-based, I guess. I mean, it's backed up by fact, but mostly our opinion, lah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like out of all the true protocols, Paris Agreement is, I think, this is the biggest one, lah. Yeah, this is the most, like, most countries, right? Yeah, yeah, because Kyoto Protocol, yeah, they already end, you know, end in 2020. Then, then, you And then, like, so, I know, like, for Kyoto Protocol, not all the countries, they um achieve their targets. So, like, yeah. they fail to achieve them, lah. Yeah, and I think for Paris Agreement, it is really, like, uh really international, which means, like, worldwide. If, Remember the last time yang politically politically when Donald Trump pulled out of the Paris Agreement for mm-hmm. US mm-hmm. and then now Biden going in again. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. quite a controversial topic right back then because it's like why would you do that? This is a <laughs> because, because, no, 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 because Paris Agreement is like one of the kind of kind of quotation most easiest thing uh, to do lah. I mean like uh, stabilize your uh, country punya global admission for 1.5 uh, Celsius kan? But then at 1.5, 1.5, right? 1.5 yeah. is not that... Yeah. 1.5, technically, is not that much. But considering what's happening in a country, like, the economy have to flow, uh, carbon emission, you cannot just, like, cut down carbon emission. But then, out of all the three, this is, like, the most less ribbed, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. yeah, and it is proven to be, like, achievable. By countries, gitu. Mm, yes. Yes. Even some countries, uh, can go uh, below one point five, gitu. So yep. I feel like one point five is a very, very achievable target. So I could say it's quote and quote most easy lah. Most not easy, but it's most easy. Hmm. True. You know, like um. U.S. like countries like the more developed countries like U.S., China, India, they contribute a lot to the mm. global emissions, right? Mm. And then like um, if they do not join like such protocols, right? Then like the effect of such protocols is very limited because like mm. because countries who do not like sign like the protocol, they will continue to like contribute very significantly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, but then again, limit. This is the limit. Even if you join this kind of policy, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure if they give sanction for uh this because usually, like, if you, kaya, uh, if you, for example, in UN they put a legislation out and blah 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 blah, and you, uh, and a country like, gimana kaya, go against it or something, kan pasti ada sanction. So I feel like this, they won't have sanction, but they would have shame. You know, people will be disappointed. But then again, like uh, China, gitu gitu I don't, I don't, I feel like they don't even put in effort to, even oh. if they, even if they join this kind of thing, I feel like they have so much things going on in their plate. They don't focus on climate change. You know? yeah, yeah. In China, right now, what's making their country grow is their economy, right? Economy, and yeah. yeah. So when, uh, when their economic flowing, pasti there's a lot of manufacturing. There's uh, they uh, the demand for energy going up and up, right? Yeah. Fix, fix that's the, the same. Yeah, that's okay. Like, yeah. Climate change will, 
be worse over there. So, and politically, uh, bilang kayak, if you want to, misalnya, if you care so much about climate change, because I feel like climate change itu kayak affected to poverty gak sih? Kayak, mm-hmm. climate change is quite a privilege. Kayak, yeah, when you, yeah. yeah, kayak if you want to fix or you want to improve, uh, apa sih, kayak you want to help the environment or you wanna improve it's like of course yeah it requires a lot of funds gitu jadi kalau corporate countries or for underdeveloped countries uh, they do not have the funds so they cannot focus on this kind of things they really focus yeah. on other like, things like yeah. I mean that's why such protocols exist also so that like other countries yeah. can help lah yeah yeah but again limitedly uh Yeah, but each country have their own priorities, so we really cannot judge. But for for country like the U.S., I could judge a lot. Because <laughs> they're damn rich. I seriously, they're damn rich. Yeah, they still don't know how to follow protocols. One point five, for the freaking for U.S. law. for U.S. Oh. U.S. a big GDP. Okay, U.S. have a really big GDP, and they already allocate things. Uh, kayak the funds needed, they are already they already have lah. So, if if you don't contribute much to climate change, it's just stupid. Like, I feel like there's just an excuse. Yeah. But then for other country, I can excuse. But for US, oh, my. oh you like this? <laughs> for China, also, you know, I I feel like China needs to step up their game on climate change. But like, I know China, China has been implementing some policies also to reduce like yeah. the national. They, national yeah, policies, they, policies, you know. They have national policy, but it's not big and it's not kayak worldwide. Eh, not worldwide. For nationwide. Nationwide, gitu loh. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's just like, kecil-kecil gitu. Hmm. Alright. Like, some other countries who do not put in effort at all. Hmm. Yeah, see. Alright, we're gonna talk about China later. More, more about China later. So, let's move on to ASEAN. So, Angel, you wanna... Talk about ASEAN. ASEAN. So the so for the ASEAN, we're gonna talk about the ASEAN <laughs> Social Cultural Community or ASCC Blueprint from 2009 to 2015. And um, we're gonna talk about Section B10, which is responding to climate change and addressing its impact. So what is the object of, objective of this? The objective is to enhance regional and international cooperation to address the issue of climate change and its impacts on social economic development, health, and the environment. In ASEAN, member states through implementation of mitigation and adaptation measures based on the principle of equity, flexibility, effectiveness, common but differentiated responsibilities, respective capabilities, as well as reflecting on different social and economic conditions. Yes. And again, we're gonna comment on this. Basically, I feel like this is a good step for each uh, ASEAN countries, uh, yeah, to uh, tackle climate change. But again, for uh, I feel like they could do more. Yeah, I I feel like it's among the region itself. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to the uh, contribution to reducing like worldwide Mm. effect of climate change. Yeah, I feel like. Uh, they could implement more. I feel uh more than this policy, but 
again, this is just an hour research. So maybe there is more, but I couldn't find one because I just go to the first page of Google. No, but I uh I saw like uh like a PowerPoint slide about uh about this, and I feel like maybe for because ASEAN is quite big. I feel like ASEAN, uh, kind of focus on the business aspect of it, like. Uh, growing their economy and growing their sustainability and stuff like that, which is also uh, included in here. But again, I feel like for ASEAN country, which is very big and they already have growing GDP, and most of them are yeah. already in the in the in the obviously developing countries. And the, yeah, they they're in the developing countries. I feel like they could step up their game. Okay, they could already start stepping up their game. So. Let's move on to past solution by other countries. Angel, do you want to read it? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> For this, first we have Iceland, which is um, turning carbon dioxide into stone, um, more specifically limestone. This process is also known as decarboni- decarbonization. Actually, I also recently just heard about this in another podcast. So yeah, there's a lot of... I didn't know a lot about this. Sorry, I just learned, I just learned that Iceland turned CO two into stone. Like when I research, I have no freaking clue. <laughs> I also just heard about it, but so basically, because Iceland has many heavy industries, right? And then mm-hmm. these heavy industries they contribute to forty eight percent, which is like almost half of the country's carbon dioxide emissions, according to the Environment Agency of Iceland. This already excludes greenhouse gases from land use and forestry. Even though these industrial facilities run on renewable energy from hydroelectricity and geothermal power, carbon dioxide is released as part of the process of producing metals like aluminum. Aluminum. Capturing the carbon dioxide released from the facility's smokestacks, injecting it into Icelandic basalt. Is that how you read it? Basalt. Basalt. Well, nearby and waiting for it to turn to stone. This concept is known as the Carbon Capture and Storage, or CCS. And versions of the technology have been tried and tested for years. Typically, carbon capture and storage involves capturing the carbon dioxide and separating it from other gases, and then they transport it to the pipeline and ship it to a suitable site, and then they will inject it deep underground, um, it can be injected into large areas of sedimentary rocks or depleted oil and gas fields, among other sites. There, it is stored, usually at depths of at least one kilometer. And um, over time, it turns into a harmless carbonite material, such as calcite, one of the main components of marble and limestone. Um, this rock that is like, what do you call it? Non-soluble, what do you call it? No. Insoluble. <laughs> Yeah, that's not so it's not overhyped. I'm sorry, my English is bad. <laughs> okay, okay. So, many carbon capture and storage plants are now in operation, either from for harnessing carbon dioxide from power plants or from other industrial facilities. However, like this is the bad part. Okay, most of these are small scale or still under construction, and only two large scale power plants, which with CCS currently in operation in the U.S. and in Canada, which are like um, huge contributors to greenhouse gas emissions. So 
um, and dozen of or so more plants are at various stages of development around the world. And the technology works best when there's a high concentration of carbon dioxide to be extracted. In Iceland, the uptake of carbon capture and storage has been adapted for the black basalt rock that the volcanic island is famous for. Yeah, so basically, they just capture the carbon dioxide and turn it into a harmless mineral. Yes, which is a good thing, technically. I have no idea CO2 can be turned into again. Oh, but I know, right, Um, many factories, like, they're actually considering this, but then, like, because of the expenses, like, it's kind of expensive to, yeah. like, build technology to, like, catch the carbon dioxide mm-hmm. and turn it into light so they don't implement it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true, true. yeah. Yeah, maybe Iceland is richer. Maybe we should just move to Iceland. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I feel like they're very good in like thinking of measures to reduce like climate change. (laughs) I I only know that Denmark, um, Denmark is really good at uh doing this kind of thing like reducing climate change and tackling uh tackling climate change and making environmental friendly measures but i have no idea ireland could do this so it's fun i guess to know this kind of it's fun, <laughs> but like we expect to like um to reach like zero carbon emission mm-hmm. in 2050 if i'm not mistaken yeah. so basically what they're trying to do is all the carbon dioxide that they produce they will catch it all back like because it's zero carbon right. emission and it's, it doesn't mean that they do not emit carbon dioxide at all, but they plan to like capture all of them and turn it into stone lah. And this is by 2050, like zero carbon emission. Mm. But do you think it's possible though? Zero carbon emission? No. No. I feel like zero carbon emission, it's quite impossible. It's quite hard to do lah. But I feel, yeah. I feel like the target is there lah. I mean, if you say five, Carbon, 5% carbon emission, you still have like, oh, I, st- I still can uh, produce 5% carbon emission. Mm-hmm. So you don't give like your full hand effort. Lah. Tapi kalau you say yeah. 0%, you really kayak, I want 0, I want 0. <laughs> yeah. Alright, let's move on to China. Just, just now, we already had discussed China. So, Yay. so from what I find in that one hour research, is that, uh, China said uh, they try to have nature-based solutions to, uh, to tackle climate change. And that President Xi Jinping, was, uh, that he said that China will aim to hit peak emission before 2030 and for carbon neutrality by 2060. And that's it. Carbon, carbon neutrality is what? Zero carbon emission? Ah. I think, I, I feel like, yeah, yeah, I think is it. Is it? Let me Google mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I think. But so. how? <laughs> yeah, that's what like kind of nature-based solutions, though. Yeah, just like uh, maybe I'm, like planting trees. From one of the website, they say China is planting trees. Like they uh try not to deforest. They try not to uh go to deforestation as a resort of apa gitu as a some as a resort for land or something, and then they try to plant more plants. But that's a but then like if you if you only plant trees right mm-hmm. like the tree itself it takes a very long time to grow and like for the trees to make the whole country like carbon neutral it's gonna take yeah. such a long time 
Mm-hmm. I feel like for a government level, apa sih, a government, government, apa sih, impact or government measure, I, I feel like they kurang. Cuman, yet mm-hmm. again, China kan, there's a lot of people there. So, I feel like maybe individual as youth gitu loh. Kayak millennials, they still mm-hmm. care more. So, they have their own individual uh, solution lah. Cuman as a national uh, solution, I feel like, Among nothing is there lah. I mean, if there, if there is, I mean, if there is like laws and policy to prevent climate change or something, I feel like it's not seen uh very, it's not really obvious lah. To a foreigner, mm. it's not obvious because I mean, come on, China has like one of the most polluted air. And, yes. Yeah, and their, and their opposite, and their climate is getting worse and worse every year. So. Like their pollution. Yes. But I feel like because uh there's a lot of youths now, Gen Z, millennials, they're starting to care about this kind of thing. So I feel mm. uh they taken like already taken like individual measure like uh zero waste maybe and they start not to use plastic bags and they use recycle bags and stuff like that lah. I mean uh I mean uh apa sih? Drifting now is more uh, is a trend, right? Because they want to reduce yeah. the... Yeah. So, I feel even if there's an individual effort, they still have to have a national effort. Gitu lah. Okay. A policy yes. lah, to make sure everyone is on the same page. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, moving on. Our Indonesia policy. Oh, any Indonesians? Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> yes, and the one of the policy is nothing because I can't really find anything. I mean, there is, but I feel like they're just like tiny, tiny efforts that it's not worth. Yeah, money. that's why the pollution is damn bad. Yeah, the only thing I can find is in 2019, President Susilo Bangun Yudhoyono, uh, issue a decree to reduce greenhouse gas emission by 26% by 2020. And up to forty one percent if developed country provide finance or other support. So, but then again, Indonesia is one of the one of the world's greatest greenhouse emitters with estimated greenhouse emission of two point zero five gigatons in two thousand five. That's two thousand five, lor. Two thousand five. Wow. And two thousand, I remember two thousand five is starting to like have uh we are starting to have industrialized industrialized. Uh, industrialization yeah, community so <laughs> yeah industrialization so that's a lot 2.05 gigatons but yeah so other than that uh, in 2006 where our where our I has worked with domestic and international in our Indonesia and where I partner to support the achievement of this goal in a manner that also lead to improve equity equity and justice for local communities. Yeah, I feel like they uh most of these okay not most of some of these like they try to improve like justice for local communities and then they put it like hand in hand with the yeah what do you call it? Um, reduce climate change effects. Yeah. But I again this is like China again, you know kayak Indonesia have such a limit in the national policy for climate change. It is such an infuriating, infuriating, in, how do you spell it? In front infuriating. Of infuriating. But I 
Emang Indo they don't I don't think they take climate change very seriously. Yeah. I mean very yeah, benar sih. I mean but like emang like the Indo there are more problems other than climate change, you know, like the main problem is like corruption, you know, like like yeah. climate change isn't the priority. Cuman in a way If you solve climate change, you're kind of solving much of the problem. So, like, you tau kan uh, river, apa sih, uh, river Citrawang, Citrawang, Citra, Citra, I have no bad pronunciation, hold on. Citra, Citra, what is that river? Citra, Citrawaron, is it? Apa sih? The most, Lupa, most, most polluted river. Okay, everybody open your phone, open anything, or Google search the most polluted river. <laughs> It's like yang semuanya emang kayak sampah gitu kan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apa sih? Uh, Citrawarung ya? Cita, cita, Citarum! Oh my God! Citarum, Citarum. Yeah, Citarum. Yeah, no. I saw the picture on Google, and it's like totally covered in like trash. Like, how yeah. the fuck do you do that? Okay, this is family and, friendly. And the moon... And the main problem is not not it's like the trash and the fact that factories just dump all their chemical waste in there, just dump lah. I mean, this is why I say there's such a like little national effort because this thing shouldn't happen. They should have like a national legislation. Kayak how do you properly dispose chemical waste, uh, in like uh in the most safe manner, you know. Kayak, it, the one that doesn't affect mm. the environment and the one that doesn't affect because this is uh this is very dangerous for not only the environment lah for humans also can you imagine kayak, because there's in um near that river there's a lot of people living there right so means there's a lot of people using that river mm. and do you know how dangerous it is if people use that river and that uh and everything is already like, chemical wasted and there's a lot of chemical waste yeah And then the trash from the river, right? They also like generate like toxic greenhouse gases, which can like contribute to global warming, lah. Yeah, and and apa sih kaya? It will attract pests such as mosquito, and will give local communities diseases. Yes, <laughs> that's is... why don't do this. Don't do this, people. Don't pollute your river. Yeah, this is why kaya. I'm so infuriated by my own country and. I know, I know a lot of youths have been so infuriated by this. Yeah, a lot of youth have been trying to put out, kayak, trying to reach out to like uh, an authority to make this better. But again, because of the lack of education, they just like do stuff they want to do, like throw trash wherever they want and do stuff that they are not supposed to do. Kayak, even okay, in my school, and I'm just going to say it, my school is quite not, I wouldn't say so, I just say it's it is I it's quite one of the most if you are quite privileged if you're born privilegedly if you're born uh middle income higher middle income you could attend this school and even then which means if you have uh which means it's a private school so uh you can kind of get good education there even so stupid people over there I tell you. Always use plastic bottle. Why never use our water bottle? I don't do stupid. Just I don't get water bottle. Yeah, they just throw whatever they want. I feel like it's the matter of their awareness, like. 
are they aware of it? I'm pretty sure yeah. they're aware of it, but then wait. If you yeah, go I to public school, you have the education, then you should know. Yeah, they know, they know, but they just don't because you know why? Convenience sake. That's the mindset yeah. for like most people yeah. nowadays. Like, why don't you do this? Like, it can make the world better. Uh, it's not, it's harder to do that. Oh, it's not convenient. Yeah. But, exactly. But yeah, then, right. again, I know people who put in effort to do this kind of thing, but there's so much like on the other side. There's okay. There's two group of people. One who put an effort in to reduce climate change, and one who causes it. Mm. So so minus plus plus equal to zero lah. Um, minus plus plus is minus. Okay, never mind. I'm not doing maths. Bye. Say <laughs> so the person who got scholarship. Um. <laughs> So again, yeah, gitu lah. I mean, I mean again, I I wouldn't say, uh, we as a as a national effort, they really do not put they put in they put in effort. Cuman kayak maybe right now we couldn't see it because COVID nineteen uh really is uh apa sih kayak affect the entire world and the government should uh focus on COVID nineteen more than climate change right now. But wait, I also wonder, yeah, didn't didn't they have like a committee like a minister of environment hmm? or something. Yeah, they have like a minister of environment. Ministry like every country I think have like. Yeah. yeah. Then why don't didn't why didn't the ministry of environment do this kind of shit? Like try Maybe to they shy, reduce this shit. They failed. You know what I mean. Like they don't put enough know, effort but... for it, lah. I mean, I'm not judging. Yeah. Shouldn't a ministry of environment do this kind of things my youth I cannot again this is all because of corruption do you, re- you remember that one time in co- the minister of something I forgot uh, corrupt berapa million for COVID-19 funds COVID-19 funds maybe yeah Aduh, oh and then I know like the most direct impact of COVID-19 right every day what do you do you use mask right and then where do you dispose yeah. the mask yeah, mm-hmm. right. Like, many people, like, because of COVID-19, like, there's been, like, um, why do I keep saying, like, but, like, <laughs> there are a lot of masks right now in the river, right? So, it mm. not only contributes mm. to, like, river, like, what do you call it? Water pollution, right? But it also affects yeah. climate change because, like, the environment is also, like, ancur, you know? I don't know. The yeah, waste yeah. management is, like, the efforts kayak harus dipertingkap lagi to reduce like, climate change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This reminds me, last time I saw a video by, I think, I forgot what news outlet it is, but it's Indonesia. Uh, they say, uh, the PE, is it the PTE? Or P- PTE? Yeah, PTE. 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 So basically, there's this river where uh, medical, uh, I, I, I feel like from a medical uh, waste, they just throw it and dump it there. So COVID-19 medical waste, PPE, smart, they just dump it in the river. And local community, kaya, uh, community nearby, they use that river to wash their clothes. Oh so can you imagine? You throw away your PPE in that river, which means it could be COVID-19 infected. And people wash their clothes there. Okay. 
So you see how COVID nineteen spread. Hmm. So basically, it's hazardous. Oh my. Very hazardous to the environment. And also, like it resists yes. climate change. And what it resists efforts to climate change. What am I talking about? Hmm. All right. So, what's the next future plan? Then? Can you find? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, let me just talk about like um national effort by Singapore for a while because it's in my textbook. All right. <laughs> so basically, Singapore, right? They also try to implement the not try. They actually already implement policies to achieve the international goal of reduce. Reducing greenhouse gas emissions because like they're part of like international agreements also right. So um first they have the Singapore Green Plan which is launched by the Ministry of Environment in two thousand two right. So what is this mm-hmm. aim? The aim is to generate sixty percent of Singapore's energy needed using natural gas by twenty twelve. Natural gas is a cleaner form of energy in comparison to coal because it does not produce smoke. So, as early as 2010, about 79% of Singapore's electricity was being generated from natural gas, which is which exceeds the target of Ministry of Education. Eh, why is it Ministry of Education? I'm sorry, I'm very blue right now. <laughs> so, it shows that some countries, they actually go over the extent of the goal, which is very effective. However, what is the limitation? Natural gas, they require complex treatment. Um, and the um the the process and like the transportation, right? They have they use pipelines, right? And the pipelines mm-hmm. they have very high maintenance costs because they have to be underground and then they have to check regularly. So basically, the only not the only I feel like there's other limitation, but then, um, I feel like one side of it is like it's expensive. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, there's also a green mark scheme which is launched by the Building Construction Authority in 2005, which allows buildings to be evaluated and certified according to how energy efficient and environmentally friendly they are. Ooh, so nice. yeah, there are already like existing green buildings such as the Plaza by the Parks and they're chartered at Changi and National Library, and like. Um, they these buildings have been proven to cut down greenhouse gas emissions by reducing the use of fossil fuels because they're green buildings, right? Mm. However, mm. the limitation is of this is that construction companies they tend to be conservative about adopting new ideas and materials to build green buildings, and also they're also expensive because, um, to reduce. Like carbon dioxide emissions itself, they re- it require a lot of funds as we ju- uh what we said mm. just now, yeah. Mm. That's good. At least they're doing much more than Indonesia. Why are they saying Indonesia? No, I mean I feel like there's spark also for Indonesia. Cuman kayak, I feel like I feel like the only time we reduce carbon emissions when at June and July when people go on holiday, they don't use their cars. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's the only time we reduce carbon emissions. Use for MRT people. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, which reminds me, the Indonesia kayak dimanjain, you know, kayak you can get a car very easily. Yeah, that's so But in Singapore, the tax is like, so high that people not to 
use public transport next time. Yeah, the huge majority pada pakai MRT because the yeah. cost of car is very damn expensive plus the fuel also very damn expensive. I think it's one of the reasons why Singapore is considered a like green okay, not a really country. Considered. Yeah, green country lah. Yeah, yeah. I feel that too because last time I was in a taxi and then uh, the uncle said uh, later at 2000 something I forgot uh, you go how much you've been taxed how- eh, you've been- you have to pay how much like okay, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why the uncle just blurred out that. later yeah, at this time the government will, uh, told us to pay uh, you drive how much kilometer you have to pay this much blah blah blah, blah. then I don't know well, this is why I use public transportation <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but then again yeah Singapore public trans- uh, transportation is very clean okay, unlike oh. other countries they are very very clean uh, moving on uh, future, we're gonna move on to future plan this is an international effort which is COP26 so what is COP26 it is a shorthand for 26th session of the Conference of Parties to the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. Or again, UNFCCC. UNFCCC. <laughs> it is due to take place in Glasgow, Scotland between 1 and 12 November 2021. And it was originally scheduled to take place in November 2020, but was postponed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So, yeah. Its session usually take place once a year, and it is co-hosted by the national government of the U- of the UK and Italy. So, uh, I- issues that are discussed in COP twenty six include carbon market mechanism, how to address loss and damage, and the mobilization of U- hundred billion US a year in climate finance to support climate action in developing countries. Yeah, so, I guess. That's it. I mean, there is more, but we, but you guys have to do, do your own research. Everyone do independent study. It it will become a year, a year long podcast, and I feel like you guys are already quite bored with the all the facts. I feel like that means we raised like some of the most like prominent, significant one now. Yes. So. I guess we'll see you for part three, where yeah. we'll discuss what do we do as an individual to tackle climate change and tips to be more eco-friendly. Yes. So, it's been a good episode, and I hope you guys have fun hearing that and hearing us rant about our own country and <laughs> the lack of measures for to tackle climate change. So, yeah. yeah. It was a nice friend. Yes. So don't forget to subscribe, share, and comment if you guys like this kind of podcast or you guys prefer other types of topic or something like that. We can just cover all of them. Yeah. So I guess goodbye now. Bye bye. 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 Annyeong chingus.